today on Learn Me Something. Sign language. Verses. 15 country lessons. Check, 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 check. here. Check, check. It's podcasting time. I'm big into sitting cross-legged recently. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so I'm going to sit like this for a while. Extra zen. Yeah, I can't go very long. Okay, that's my, my it's an endurance thing for me. Yeah, I think you build it up. I've been getting better. I also am not very uh I'm not very flex I can't do the full cross legged. Like my my uh legs are still bowed a little bit because I'm not flexible enough. Oh, yet. like they're not sitting on they, the ground? Yeah, they don't Your they knees don't lay flat. Oh because okay. uh my hip mobility not great. Which is funny because as a climber that's like one of the things you focus on pretty hard. Oh unless you're me, and you haven't. Here, go for it. It looks like you're half. You're half. I do have been doing a half and half. There you go. See, it's like I can get kind Look of at there. Us. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Learn Me Something, everyone. I guess we started. Yeah, we did. We normally like, okay, you ready? Should we start? But we're in it. We're just doing it. Uh, I was going to open with something. Oh, what do you got? Uh, did you hear that? <laughs> did you hear that Tyrannosaurus Rexes have lips? Who said that? Who told you that? I'm re- I read it on the internet. No, there's a well, that is correct. I did read it on the internet, but I read into it. Um, there's some scientists. I didn't read the why, uh, why they're rethinking things. For smacking. Yeah, but they, or just what may cause the scientists to ask this question. Oh. But they're starting to think genetically, Tyrannosaurus Rex. We think of them as big, scary, exposed teeth, and they're like, eh. Probably the teeth were a bit smaller than you thought, and they were big lips. covered by just big old lips. So Kissers. In case well, they're going to make another uh, Jurassic they Park. Can't, you can't just make, like pretend that, oh yeah, we've discovered lips We now. just realized they have lips. <laughs> like we've been overlooking their lips this entire time. I Give it, give it a month, and then it'll be like, it turns out dinosaurs no don't have lips. Instead, they have giant scales. <laughs> Well, because that was the other, I, I think the trend, the scientific historical trend is to just second guess children books. Yeah. <laughs> now they're, now they're like, uh, actually we think dinosaurs have feathers. Their feathers colorful and they have big lips. Yeah. So if they're going to make another <laughs> Jurassic Park movie, it's, if, and it's going to be it's gonna be different accurate. It's going to be different. It's going to be more like a weird psychological yeah. thriller. <laughs> it's going to be a sci-fi type of movie. <laughs> yeah, I could be like, what are these beasts? <laughs> Everybody's got big lips. <laughs> uh, we're, we are in person in the studio again. Mm-hmm. Back Two to back. Two episodes in a row. That's cool. So fun. I enjoy it this way much better. Yeah. But next week, or episode rather, I will be in a different state. So it'll be yeah. remote for us again. But... You're getting back to regular life. I am. Or at least regular in your guys' standards. Yes, regular meaning consistent consistency. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm actually moving to Arizona tomorrow. Nice. Uh, and yeah, for the next couple months. And that means more consistent podcasting. Ugh, can't wait. Yeah. Speaking of uh, consistent podcasting, we've been doing it. Th- I think this is episode... Uh, 50, oh no. Three? Oh, I, I shouldn't have done this. Three 50, or four? I think it's 53. We'll find out. I think it's episode 53 or 54. But 
Uh, we just checked before we hit record. We have 9,997 downloads. <laughs> Huzzah! Which means that when this episode drops, and if you're listening to it, it has, we have surpassed 10,000 downloads. I've given the hopeful assumption that three people have downloaded this I think episode. so. If you're listening to this right now, that's at least one. Mm-hmm. There's probably two others. And if you're listening to it very early in the morning, there's a decent chance you were the 10,000th <gasps> download of this episode. Wow. Congratulations. If that's you, congratulations. Yeah. Reach out to us for a prize. Uh, we will have no way of confirming whether or not you're the 10,000th. If somebody reaches out and says they're the 10,000th, we'll give them a Some, congrats. Something. A heavy congrats. Heavy. <laughs> a congrats with flair. Better than everything else you can hope for. Exactly. Uh, Josiah, what is Learn Me Something? Learn for Me Something. For those of us who are new. This podcast, if you're new, which some of you are. Welcome. Welcome. It's a competitive teaching podcast where we each teach each other and the audience a topic. And the audience votes to who wins and loses. The loser has to do a punishment. Yeah. Last episode, I was the big loser, had to do a punishment, which was <laughs> shave your legs. How was it? Which is the first for me. I did it today, and I was... <laughs> oh, so the, you're freshly... Freshly shaven. Freshly groomed. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing. I I didn't go smooth. Oh, okay. okay. As is you, typically the custom, I think, when one would shave their legs. It's the full it's razor. It's got a couple couple millimeters left. Okay. A little itchy, but not bad. So did um, you just take your facial shaver, drop it down to the lowest setting, and go for it? It took a while. <laughs> did it really? I got some big legs. No, I just have regular legs. But uh, <laughs> this is... I had pretty hairy legs. And imagine... I like swept it all into a pile. And uh, imagine you see... A startlingly large rat on the ground, okay, like it. enough that you see it in a setting where there's normally rats, maybe like at a pet store or something. You know, yeah. like, that is a big That's rat. That's a rat to look out for. That is approximately how big. I'll show you a picture. It's pretty nasty. It also looks like the shape of Australia. <laughs> I think it's really funny that you took that. I needed a, this is no. This is proof. Here's the proof see, is in the pudding. I, I seriously think. It was not enough of a... So much hair came off, but I, there's still plenty of hair. Like, you kind of can't tell. It still... It looks... Well, I think part of the reason, too, is you have dark hair. I do. So, it like, even short... Basically, for the listeners... Caleb is staring at my leg. I'm staring at his my leg. My bare leg. He's if critiquing my imagery, hair. Picture, like, stubble. Picture, like, a 6.30 o'clock shadow, but on the... Full extent of his slash calf. Let me take a picture. Smile. Okay, well, that... <laughs> I also want so the record to show. Shine on the leg right there. I'm only looking below the knee. <laughs> <laughs> My pants are completely off. <laughs> just, just, just as well, proof. See? Okay, look at this. There. <laughs> No, I did shave both the entirety of both of my legs, okay, so and I'll leave it there. We're on the trust system that the thighs are also Here, shaved. Other leg too. I think since I'm moving to Arizona, which is which is a shorts state. Yeah, I'm gonna shave smooth the entire bottom half, wherever you can see from, from shorts, because it was like. I don't know. It's it's fine. It's not enough of a punishment, and I'm. It's not devastating enough. Yeah, yeah. I I deserve. You know, if you're gonna do a punishment, go all the way. So I didn't have time to 
uh, do the fine details, do but the full... I'll, I'll report back. Okay. I'll report back. So you're going to do a, a detailed job. This yeah. was the a general, like, kind of cleanup, and now you're doing the <laughs> This is uh, round work. one, the first draft. <laughs> the first draft. Yeah. And okay. then, yeah, next time I'll clean it up more. And then I'll take my pants all the way off, and then you can see. Perfect. And you can, we'll get a judge. What I'll be interested in, because you have to use, like, an actual razor to do the whole thing, I assume. To make it smooth? To make it smooth. So I'm assuming there has to be, like, a leg butter or shaving oh, butter. probably. Full razor situation. Uh, I'll figure it out. I've never... I mean, it's the first time I've done this. Yeah. Have I'm, you done it? I'm woefully okay. unknowledgeable was, about leg shaving I was technique. never a swimmer. I, I did find out, though, it yeah. makes your legs look a lot more muscular. It adds to the definition, uh-huh, huh? It does. Wow. Because at I'm least on mine. I don't know if we need to speak about my legs this much. Shaving my legs, too. But, <laughs> I mean, if you want, if you want your legs to look <laughs> like tree trunks... <laughs> First, go work out, <laughs> then shave oh, them. Get the pump, then shave them. Yeah. And then, uh, actually, Josiah and I are releasing a Learn Me Something bodybuilder magazine or like a 2024 a calendar. Okay. Oh. <laughs> where just every picture is like different bodybuilders. How poses. about legs only, though? <laughs> we'll get bronzed and everything. Knees down. <laughs> I'll do it if it's a knees Learn down. Learn Me Something calf calendar. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be down. <laughs> If you are a first-time <laughs> listener and you're already on the edge, if of, you're about to click out, yeah, please just, hold on. We rarely talk about legs this much. We always talk about legs a little bit, but never quite this much. That's it's basically a legs podcast. This is <laughs> welcome to leg me something. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, if you're interested in a calves only <laughs> photo shoot calendar. <laughs> Then <laughs> reach out. That's so weird. <laughs> can you imagine I'm walking just in like different poses? <laughs> can you imagine walking in? There's like a bronzed calf hanging on somebody's wall. A calf. <laughs> oh, I guess. Oh, yeah. It's just calves. Just calves between the feet and the knees. Just I, I gotta say it. Shins maybe also. Biblically, I don't it's know if much. releasing releasing a bronzed calf is a good idea. <laughs> Okay, maybe there's like actual. Let's go the leg kind, not the cow idea. kind. Okay, leg calves. Well, Moses isn't here. He's not going to find out. <laughs> okay, we'll do bronze calf every other month. It's a leg, and then the every other month it's a cow. Yeah, and <laughs> and you're strictly <laughs> you're strictly forbidden from uh, idolizing it. It has to just be like, look at this fun calf <laughs> no it's to keep you help you keep track of your events because it's a calendar exactly this is my calendar <laughs> okay <laughs> you what do you say we get past let's this? <laughs> do it okay since i lost you won that's funnily enough that is that's correct. how it works so you get to choose who goes first or you get to go first i'm just gonna go first love it yeah i accidentally saw the title no I haven't been looking. We, we like did a little different setup because we still haven't figured out how to record a podcast. It's been years of recording this and we and, still haven't uh, figured it out. Okay. I, I saw the title, but go ahead. Uh, if you saw the title, it's, you can look at the rest. Well, the, the okay. listener hasn't. That's true. Listener, don't look at my computer screen or you'll see the title. Nope. The title's going to be in the episode. The main oh, title is the that's true. Episode. We know. So... Uh, so the surprise is gone, but my topic <laughs> <laughs> is sign language. You love it? You love it or what? <laughs> okay, he just signed, uh, in case you were confused about oh, that. Oh, I, I signed I want good, I think. You want good? 
Do you know something? Feel good. Do you like? Do you know any Check or this much? Out. Wow. That means good cookie. Does it actually? That's one of the few. <laughs> it's not a phrase. I know like a few words, <laughs> and that's something that Abby and I sign to each other quite a bit. Is really good cookie. Nice. Because <laughs> why not? I mean, that's a fun way yeah. to do it. Yeah. Uh, my first thing I have written on my notes page for this, right under sign language, is. Did you know dinosaurs have lips? Because <laughs> I didn't want to forget to bring it Gotta up. Gotta bring it up. Exactly. I was like, do not forget. Because dinosaur lippage is important to me. Okay. Okay. Um, also, it's a good thing we're recording this on video. So I have a feeling this is going to be a he- uh, heavy, heavily visual TikTok one. Oh, uh, it's not, actually. I Fun fact. I researched this topic. Don't speak sign language. Didn't learn a single word. But I'm intrigued by it. Uh, you don't sign. I kind of would like to learn sign language. You don't speak sign language. You sign. Uh, correct. <laughs> Thank you. Just based <laughs> on how it works. Just based on uh, the incredibly simple <laughs> terminology of it. <laughs> That's something you could... I do not anyway, sign language. Okay. How Any you... language. I do not fluently oh. understand <laughs> or uh, can visualize the language. That probably is the best you way to say it. don't know any. Got it. So uh, we present topics here uh, at this podcast, and mm-hmm. this is one I've just presented to you. <laughs> Would you, you like to know I'll about go it? next. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yeah, your turn to say a topic. No, uh, actually, oh, oh, we're going to briefly talk about sign language as we know it, but my main topic is not ASL, which is the common American sign language, Yeah. Um, or I believe it's called just the British sign language. BSL. Could have had that. Yeah, could have that wrong. Would make sense if it was BSL. Um, okay. If you were to create a pattern out of sure. the term ASL, then BSL would make sense. But we're going to talk about sign language that just kind of like, it it appear, it was created, uh, micro sign language maybe is a better way to call it. Oh, like this. <laughs> it's like sign language, but you can only use the tips of your fingers. No, the Italian Mamma oh, mamma, where they do the hand. Everyone yeah. you can picture the Italian <laughs> hand. Thing. No, that it. Fun fact: that is just gesturing. I'm getting ahead of myself, aren't I? I learned the difference between language and gesturing. Is okay. Well, there of course similarities. Gesturing can be part of sign language. Sign language can be a part of gesturing. Okay, but this what we're doing is gesturing, pointing, <laughs> Moving, as we're pointing our fingers, talking around. with our hands, gesturing. Is I should have written this down because I'm going to butcher the explanation. Okay, go for it. Gesturing is something that everyone knows but is not written down and does not need to be explained. Okay, like so for example, and it can be different culturally, but like in America, if I were to like point at something, you would know draw your attention to that direction. Where the finger is that's gesturing. Got it. Or I don't know, there's lots of things that would be like when you. Uh, or with cough. your head too, like you can nod your head, like yeah, to the side, exactly. like go that way. Or if you cough and like cough into your elbow, that's not necessarily language, but it's something we were raised as far as like that is also a hygiene thing. <laughs> so it's a little I do different. It so people know I'm coughing. Hey everyone, I'm coughing now. <laughs> arm and then to... they can just see if my face is in my elbow. Yep, arm nook to, el- I'm to face. And that way, I don't have to tell them. Yeah. 
That's gesturing. Sign language is a purposeful designation of the movement of a part of your body um, to signify meaning. Okay. So it's purposeful. So like the Mamma Mia thing. Yeah. You put, you've got your hands up like you're holding something and you're just like... A noodle. Yeah, you're holding a noodle. <laughs> a, a floppy noodle. Um, doesn't really have a meaning. Okay. But it's just a thing yeah, that yeah, people yeah. do. Yeah. Same thing with like... Uh, do you remember the phase in middle school when people would do like the snap thing? Yeah. They'd like you uh, try to, you whip your hand and do the snap. Yeah. Didn't really have a meeting, but everyone was like, oh, that's no, cool. I've actually heard there's like a tobacco thing with it, but I've also heard. Yeah, it was. It, it like originally came from, and that's why middle schoolers thought it was so cool. Because they were like, <laughs> yeah, tobacco. Uh, but I've heard that's like a. Maybe in Brazil, huh. it's like a way for moms to like if the child's misbehaving, it's Thank like you. a a signal like oh Watch I better it. stop this. Watch it. That's a very interesting. It's like a kind of like a snap. Yeah. The pop pop pop. I've been practicing actually. I can't. here listen. I'll do it in front of the mic. I've never been able to do it. I've been. I can. I can only do it with one hand, which is kind of interesting. <laughs> I can do this. Oh, nice. <laughs> and if you don't know what I just did, watch on video. <laughs> Sign language. <laughs> Here we go. Here's the topic. Did you know that there? We gotta talk about it. At okay. Some point. Did you know that there are 300 different, like, uh, registered forms of sign language? So there's probably that more. That's a lot. Isn't I knew there was interesting. A, I assume there's a few based on the fact that there's American Sign Language. That like kind of is okay. I guess maybe I'm getting ahead of myself again. But is it kind of separated up because it's somewhat based on the language, like the letters that they use? Because like some of them... Sometimes, yeah. So sometimes it's different based off of the lettering and other times it's just like a cultural thing. Like people in different languages speak differently and like the the way a Spanish oh. speaker would speak is like they use a lot of masculines and feminines oh, sure, where sure, we sure. don't So just the that. language is completely different so you need yeah. a completely different... I guess that Which makes sense. Which is something I didn't realize... In my head, when I started researching this, I thought sign language was like a universal thing that could oh, be used all over the place. Yeah. But it's not. It's yeah. just as distinct by culture as uh, verbal languages. Okay. Well, I found that okay. very interesting. Yeah. Next fact I found very interesting. Um, over 70 million people use sign language. It's, really? I think 72 million. Um, and one... One article I read said that that was 72 million um, hearing impaired people yeah. speak. And then, so some article said, some articles said that's how many people use sign language. Yep. Um, other articles said that that's how many hearing impaired people uh, use sign language, but that the actual number would be like 150 million to include family members. Got it. That makes sense. That communicate with hearing yeah. impaired people. People that. Yeah, just use it. Not all the time. Or I guess nobody uses it all the time. <laughs> Constantly. Just through your sleep. Imagine <laughs> how exhausting that I would be. I sleep sign. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you'd get like carpal tunnel or something know. if you I went too much. Anyway, so that's how many people use it. Yeah. A it's, lot. So it's way, it's way more popular than I thought it was. Mm -hmm. Even in the UK, it's listed as the fourth most popular language. Okay. Very interesting. I... Did not realize this. Um, I just thought, 
uh, oh, I forget the percentage. I think, if I remember right, it's like 0.2% of most populations have are, are hearing impaired. 0.2%. I believe. Okay. It might be 002 but it's okay. a small, it's, it's a less than 1%, yeah. so yeah. it's definitely small. And the only reason I know that number is because there's a specific tribe, uh, I want to say it's somewhere in Africa, that is 5%. Really? Um, and it was because their whole tribe is passed down from, um, like their original ancestors were hearing impaired, and they passed really? that down genetically. So there's a whole tribe where it's just much more common, which is kind really? of interesting. That's very interesting. Yeah. So... That's sign language, common common sign language, different languages, just some fun facts okay, to kind of okay. open up the open up the conversation. Do you feel open? I do. Okay. Now let's talk about um, some specific instances of sign language, which are pretty interesting. Um, we'll start, I want to save one uh, because it's actually the thing that got me onto this topic. Mm, mm-hmm. I was going to do this one as the topic. And I decided to expand sure, it out. Sure, Just okay. for kicks. Yeah. So we'll start with the monks. So the monks um, who would live in the monasteries, a lot of them, or a lot of different cultures of monks, would take um, vows of silence mm-hmm. for God. Mm-hmm. And so they do that their whole lives. But they, re- they realized that um, communication is still kind of necessary, even if you take a vow of silence, because they're in communication with other monks. Okay. And they're like, there are things, you know, things you got to deal with. Yeah, yeah. So these monks created their own form of sign language. Okay. Um, and a couple articles I read said that there were about 127 hand signals. So it's not, um, it was not a very elaborate one. Yeah. It was very simple, just simple things like a sign for soap that people knew Oh, give so, pass him the soap. Yeah, or you know, just, just with context, stuff. you could figure out the extra words. But. Yeah, and a lot of them were like uh, at the like when they're having dinner in the cafeteria or whatever they called it. Yeah, and they needed like pass that over here the mess, or whatever the mess hall. Yeah, so they created their own form of sign language to communicate that, which is very an interesting concept to me because. The vow of silence, I'm interested to, to know what the purpose of that yeah, vow yeah. of silence yep. was. Yeah. But does do you think still being able to communicate messes with that, or is it just like a volume thing? Maybe they had like, okay, we'll have a couple signs, but not too many. So it's still... I don't think it's a volume thing. I think it's a focus thing. Mm, an attention thing. Never been a monk, but that's just... <laughs> that's maybe, like, yeah. Like, there's not... It's just focus. <laughs> you can focus on whatever. You can think better. Maybe it's both. Like... Volumes, uh, a quietness thing and a focus thing. Maybe. Let's ask that's, a monk. That's actually our punishment for this episode is you have to become a month a monk and take a full vow of silence <laughs> forever. Oh, this in, is a high stakes episode. Okay. I wish I would have known that. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, in case you needed that clarification, oh, I was just kidding. Thank you. Thank goodness. Uh, so 120, this started in like the, the 10th century. Um, they developed this okay. language. They were able to communicate. It was different than the full languages that we now have today. So that's my topic, essentially, is these, like, micro-languages that specific types of people created. Oh, 
I love this. I love language. It's so interesting. Oh yeah, you did a, you did a language. Or was that me? What did I? What, what are you thinking about? Oh no, I did a, I did accents. Accents. That was yes, the topic. And I dialects. Did. Dialects. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's right. I'm Next excited one. for this one. Yeah. Ottoman, uh, the Ottoman court in the Ottoman Empire. This is in the 1600s. Okay. Uh, back in the four, late 1400s, the Sultan um, declared this new rule where there had to be perfect silence wherever he was present. Mm. So basically, he wanted to be so... It was a sign that he was like set apart and different and more important, that no one was allowed to speak in his presence. Um, and fast forward to the 1600s, they started employing um, fully deaf servants because those deaf servants... Um, they created their form of sign language, and so they were able to use that as almost like a, not religious, but like a... Oh, like a high-up language, a high like end. special. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? That is. And it was like the only way that you were allowed to communicate in front of... It's elite. The sultan. Oh, okay. Interesting. And this happened every, anywhere, not just the court, anywhere the sultan went, if he like went out or... Like went into the market or something for some reason. Everybody has to be quiet. Everyone, no one's allowed to speak. So it was just constantly silent. And so they had these servants that would just, they developed this language and they used it for the purpose of this weird sultanship. Did the, did the people know it too? So the, the people working for the sultan could be like, could sign to them and say, sultan needs an orange. Yeah. I think from what I read, uh, they would they taught it to a lot of staff and different people. Ah. So it, this was like a whole age where everyone close enough to like the royalty uh-huh. would uh, they would all speak this language. Free sign language lessons. lessons. Yeah. isn't that kind of interesting? And they this one apparently we don't know the full extent of it of the language, um, but apparently they were able to fully express themselves. They were able to tell stories. Yep. Uh, they were able to understand like religious fables and stuff through the language, mm. so it had to have been fairly yeah. elaborate mm-hmm. and um, pretty intense. And it's like this whole this whole age they use that, and I think that that is very interesting. That is very very mm, very interesting. I had to wait. Is it two or three berries? <laughs> Give it three. Mm, very very mm, very. very. Uh, oh, another interesting one. I wrote this down, this kind of dark in nature, but a fascinating use of sign language. Yep. It's gone viral on TikTok. It is a specific hand motion. This is the only sign language that I learned for this topic, okay. so I can show you. <laughs> it's a specific hand motion um, for uh, young people who are being trafficked to be able to signal for help. Oh. And it went viral on TikTok, and everyone was like, pass it around. Get this signal out there so that everyone knows it, so that it becomes like this universal signal, so that they can signal for help sure, without, sure. Um, you know, without drawing suspicion. Yeah, and it worked. A um, couple years ago, there was it, it was twenty twenty one. There was a girl who was uh, in the back of a car, and she was in distress, and there was like a middle-aged man driving and they were on this highway Mm -hmm. and he was watching the road and so she looked at the car next to him and she did this signal um 
and the car next to him, because it had this signal, one signal had gone so viral, the car next to him happened to know what it meant. Really? And they called the police, um, and they got the, like, rangers out there and everything, state troopers, um, and they pulled this guy over and ended up arresting him and saved the girl. Holy all because cow. they passed this signal around and it went viral. What is it? Uh, so it's super simple. Your hands, like, palms out, you tuck your thumb in, and then you tuck your fingers over the top. And it's super simple. And you can just kind of apparently go back and forth. So thumb tucks in, fingers fold over the top of it. So it's like you do a sign language B and then fold your fingers over your thumb. Over your thumb, yeah. So It's like a fist if you wanted to break your thumb if you wanted to punch something. Exactly. If you want to break your thumb, this is how, and this is how you do it if you punch Or if it. you're the type of person who <laughs> pops their thumb knuckle. There you go. Then that's exactly how you do it. Okay. You, that's the same same motion. Tuck your thumb in, close your fingers. Also, if you want a lesson on how to pop your thumb, <laughs> that's how I go. do it. Now let's move on to the pointer finger. <laughs> uh, but it's super cool that it worked. And what's interesting is um, they did an interview. I don't know if he was a police officer or a state trooper, but they did an interview with him who kind of was involved with that arrest arresting process. Um, and he said that they pulled up next to the car and um, they didn't know what it meant. But I guess she was still doing it to them. Oh. And he was like, "We." she was doing the signal. We didn't even know what it meant. But we pulled him over. And he was like, now we know. So that's okay. kind of cool, too. Like the law enforcement and stuff is yeah. learning this one. It's just like super unique way. Uh, and that maybe is one of my favorite viral moments. I yeah, think. yeah. Just like, let's yeah. pass around this super helpful information mm -hmm. and, and maybe it, ended it can... Ended up saving somebody. Yeah, save a life. And that's it did. That's very cool. Um, so that's that instance. Now let's talk about... Ooh, let's talk about baseball. Okay. This possibly is an oh. urban legend. Oh, okay. Um, there were two... There were two deaf players, baseball players, in the late 1800s and early 1900s that are credited with starting the sign language in baseball and in modern sports um, trend. So the legend goes, um, one guy's name, and this part isn't legend. These are actual people. Okay. <laughs> um, but one guy's name was William, and another guy's name was Ed or Eddie, I think. Um, and they were both deaf. And so uh, William specifically played for the White Sox, and at the time, the umpires would just shout out the calls, uh -huh. and like strike or ball. Um, and so William's third base coach worked with him to create a set of codes and hand signals to show whether or not it was actually a, like whatever was being called. Mm -hmm. And then that transformed into uh, this whole system you see in baseball when they're like doing the stuff with their hat. And they've got, like, pulling on their earlobe, you know, all these signals. People are like, whoa, what are they doing? So that started for, as a need because people are like, I don't know what he's saying. So you yeah. got to do something visual. That's, and then other people caught on because it was working so well. Yeah. And they were like, man, we should adopt this kind of stuff okay. all over the place because you can communicate without letting people in. And then, yeah, that one is, like, codes and yeah. secrecy and stuff. Yeah. 
Uh, which is an interesting, like, there's this whole thing around sign stealing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right now in yeah. baseball, where people, like, trying to get a hold of other people's sign language yeah. codes. So there's a whole interesting conspiracy around the specific baseball sign language hmm. code. Um, that's, that is, we're going to call it legend, because I read some articles that said that that's how it happened, and other articles that were like, no, that's just a legend. They use, they use sign language for a long time. Okay. But whether or not it's true... Modern sports use sign language a lot all over the... Like, a lot of sports do. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's very interesting. Um, all right, we're going to talk about one more, and then we'll end with the one I was... The topic I was the originally going to do. Okay. Um, so, we can't, Josiah, talk about uh-huh. sign language without talking about Coco. Do you know who Coco is? Uh, yes. Oh, I do. I was thinking the Pixar movie, but no, it's the gorilla. <laughs> Coco, Coco the Pixar movie. <laughs> yeah, Coco is the famous gorilla that everyone was in love yeah. with. Um, and uh, they a bunch of linguists brought in, and as an experiment, they spent years teaching her um, sign language and trying to be able to communicate mm-hmm, with her. Mm-hmm. And they got pretty far. Um, Coco died at 46 years old, but in that time... She had learned to speak, uh, oh, sorry, she had learned to understand like 2,000 words in English, spoken words, and she had learned to sign over 1,000 words. Wow. So, and everyone thought she was really cool. There's a bunch of articles about Robin Williams going to visit her and being amazed by it. Mm -hmm. Um, And apparently she could communicate pretty well. Like before, before she died, I guess, the caretaker asked, where do animals go when they die? And Coco signed a comfortable hole and then gave a kiss goodbye. Oh, that is heartbreaking. That is kind of like a little devastating. <laughs> <laughs> don't know if oh, we'll, man. Don't know if we'll uh, recover from that one. All right. Let's just take interest- a break real quick. Yeah. The interesting thing is, Coco, <laughs> this is kind of sad, kind of funny. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Coco dies and uh, a bunch of like, uh, Articles and papers and stuff cover it, and a lot of them say um, Coco, the gorilla who was fluent in sign language, died, or Coco, who mastered sign language, the gorilla who mastered sign language, died, and poor Coco, after her death, just got absolutely roasted by like the signing she community. She barely knows sign language. Yeah, so, <laughs> apparently, <laughs> as impressive as knowing all those words sound. Uh, it's nothing. She had the ability to communicate at like a toddler level, <laughs> like forty six years of training. That was she's just down in her comfortable hole, and people are just like, "You suck at sign you language. Just, <laughs> you're so dumb, Coco. <laughs> what an idiot gorilla." <laughs> it's just like people. All these places were just like, "Man, look how smart this gorilla was," and. uh People, people who knew actually, stuff about sign language was like, uh, actually, why don't you shut up, <laughs> you news articles? Because I know two thousand signs. <laughs> I can speak at a fourth grade level <laughs> in sign language. Coco, this gorilla, could only speak. And she was what forty seven. <laughs> I'm only ten. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. <laughs> so, as far as uh, okay, as far as sign language with gorillas go. They are teachable, and that's pretty interesting, but 
uh, apparently, <laughs> if you try to say it's impressive, <laughs> you impressive. will get shut down. <laughs> Keep your thoughts to yourself on that one. <laughs> yeah. If you think it's impressive, that's fine. Just don't say don't it out tell loud. anybody. You will get attacked. <laughs> <laughs> and I just thought that that was very funny. That is funny. Like, poor Coco. Worked her whole life <laughs> learning this language and it's just got destroyed i'm sure it was just a small loud minority exactly small small but mighty yeah as they always are you know um that was in the late 70s and i just think as a linguist that would be an interesting career path Mm -hmm. like all right you're gonna spend years teaching language to this gorilla Mm -hmm. and not just english but also sign language like the the you have to mm-hmm. teach her how to reply. Which order? Yeah. yeah. And some of the pushback on her, on Coco, was that uh, she just learned to kind of repeat patterns. Mm-hmm. So some people are like, well, can you really prove that she actually understood the language? Or was she just being prompted to do certain patterns with her hands? Like when I say this word, she'll do You respond this pattern. with whatever. Sure. Yeah. But okay. I read some of the things she responded and... Seems like she, seems like she generally got okay. it. So that's okay. I'm gonna give Coco uh, two, two thumbs up. Two, th- <laughs> two, two thumbs up. Two signs I know. Thumbs up. <laughs> thumb, two thumbs up. <laughs> that's funny. Um, all right. So then we'll end with this, which was the main the main topic, the main thing that I discovered mm-hmm. and found just really interesting, mm-hmm. and it is. The secret language of the sawmill. Have you heard anything about Never. this? So, turns out sawmills are pretty loud. Never worked in one, but picture this sound. <laughs> Just kind of constantly. Okay. That's my interpretation of a sawmill. Okay. Uh, very, very noisy. Probably everyone who worked it wears, like, ear protection. Would be my guess. Okay. But they're also, like, they're sawmill workers. They're pretty tough, so maybe sure. they don't. Oh, they got to... They're just like, I don't need it. You're not tough if you wear earmuffs. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. You you can only be tough if you lose your hearing. (laughs) That's true. And don't protect your ears. Ain't that true, brother. Exactly. Uh, But this is a fascinating story. So uh, there was kind of some history around this of... uh, Because sawmills were so loud, workers developed a couple simple methods of just communicating different... Like, cut here, don't cut here, general work work talk mm-hmm. with their hands, mm-hmm. not their voices. Mm-hmm. Um, and these ling- these linguists hear about this, and their names are going to be mispronounced. <laughs> but they are Martin Meissner and Stuart Philpott. Okay. Uh, this is in British Columbia in the 1970s. They are... A lot of linguist stuff happened in the 70s, I guess. by the way. Yeah. Um, they're like... I don't know what... <laughs> what their purpose was, really. <laughs> but they're like, hey, we hear so that we there's... we got to check it out. Yeah, some interesting nonverbal communication going on at the sawmills. Uh, makes sense because of how sawmills work. They're loud. Yeah, let's go just... Uh, let's go check it out. Let's just go mm-hmm. see what it is. Mm-hmm. Maybe we can, mm-hmm. you know, learn. Mm-hmm. Glean a thing or two. Okay. So they go, um, and what they discover was that... Uh, where they thought there were going to be just a few signs here or there or a few gestures to show um, different work-related things, that what they found was um, at this specific sawmill, 
they had developed like a elaborate, really cool language where they not only talked about um, work-related things, where to cut, when to cut, but they also talked like they were able to have small talk. They were able to like gossip about each other. <laughs> they were able to like, how are the kids? Uh-huh. And have all these different conversations. Um, and they had developed this full language with hundreds of signs that it is just super cool. They could be used, the signs could be used on their own or apparently combined with other signs okay. to form like... Sure, like a sentence? Yeah, form sentences and that kind of thing. Hmm. Um, the linguists themselves who were shocked when they figured this out because it was so much more like cool than what they thought it would be, they reported that it... Or they described the language as ingenious and elegant. Wow. But I just think is so fascinating for a sawmill to just have, because of their circumstance, they mm-hmm. just developed their own language that had nothing to do with ASL or like any of the popular <laughs> sign language. It's like, just don't use what already exists, just make up your own thing. Yeah, because they didn't, um, none of them really like spoke or knew any of that so they just made up their own thing and now it's just its own sawmill secret language and it was so secret that apparently um the bosses also a lot of it is very crude i learned okay <laughs> which kind of you know a bunch of dudes sure, at a sawmill sure it's bound to happen yeah <laughs> um but apparently it was so secret that the bosses had no idea what they were saying so they had a um, they had it all in like a notebook how to, and that was their way of like teaching new people who were mm, coming in. Mm-hmm. Here's all the signs. Here's how you can use them all. Um, but the bosses, it, that only had a portion of it. It had, uh, in my personal opinion, like the foundation of it would be my guess. Sure. Um, so like, here's the core. But you need to know to do the job. Yeah. And here's, so the bosses could see that and they'd be like, all right, here are a couple of like work related signals yeah. that they use. Yeah. But then the actual language which was not written down was like developed and passed down mm-hmm. from sawmill worker to saw, sawmill worker. Generation to generation. Gin to gin. Just passed down. Bosses had no idea about any of it. And it just slowly became its own full language. And I think that, that is so Is cool. it just one sawmill? Um well apparently um this was the one sawmill they looked at. Yeah. But apparently there was a sawmill worker at a different mill. Um, and I don't know how far away it was, mm-hmm. but he ended up later in life becoming hearing impaired. And so he uh, started using that language with his family and had hundreds of signs with his family. And apparently yeah. like three quarters of it aligned with this one sawmill's. Okay. So it's just like this. So it's pretty intuitive then, like. Yeah, and it's like the sawmill language that's just been passed around. Like a lot of different sawmills have. There's probably small differences yeah, in yeah. different dialects, yeah. language dialects sure. here and yeah. there, but all kind of have the same foundation. And it's just like the whole sawmill industry has a language, a, a language, and it's just this cool like secret code. None of the bosses know it. Um, does it still exist? It does apparently, uh, but it was theorized that it's gonna it's going away because 
um, the more automation there is in sawmills mm-hmm. and the more technology that's developed to help sawmills, mm-hmm. the less the people actually have to communicate, the workers have to communicate. Okay. So they are theorizing that it is dying out and will die out okay. because technology is replacing that communication sure. style, which I think is really sad. And I it would be kind of cool to like learn the language of the yeah, sawmills. Yeah, like keep it know. alive as a cultural heritage. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure... I, it would not surprise me if there were like sawmill workers out there who are just like, yeah, yeah. we're I'm keeping sure. this alive. I'm sure. We're going to keep growing it. Mm-hmm. This is this is just something that we do. Um, it took, it's so intense that it takes, when you start working at a sawmill and they start, the workers start teaching you, which is also really cool. Like think about, oh, I just got this job at the sawmill and you get there and the dudes are like, Come with us. It's time for you to start learning. It's time for you to learn. It reminds me of like uh, Avatar, Mm -hmm. the movie where they Mm -hmm. have to go in and like learn their language and stuff. You have to learn their ways. Yeah, learn our ways. I always think that that's so fun. And uh, yeah, you can see diagrams of some of them. Some of them are uh, a little crass. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I could probably figure out some of them. Just yeah, in my mind. like ways ways of describing women and oh, that gotcha. kind of gotcha. uh, that kind of language, which is not I do not condone. <laughs> you leg me something, listeners. <laughs> I don't. I'm not saying that's good, but it is what it's a fact. Yeah, it's just a fact. I'm here to present the facts, Josiah. Um, but there was the linguist said like while they were there. They were even told, like, they watched this whole conversation happen, and then later they were told it was, like, one guy saying to another guy about the boss, look at the big shot over there, and he had, like, three women with him for some Mm -hmm. reason, and they were talking about how, like, that one's my girlfriend, and referencing, like, things from the boss's office, and, like, having Hmm. really in-depth conversations that you can only have with a fairly established language yeah yeah and one that everyone knows i just think that is so interesting Hmm. uh but it would take about six months to learn and apparently it was so complicated that really some people weren't able to become like fully fluent in it yeah yeah it's like some people are like i'm just not capable of remembering all Mm -hmm. this stuff and Mm -hmm. i uh just like think about the surprise on the linguist's faces when they go for like probably what was going to be a small little article or like a small piece of research and they discover it's like this gold mine of language development and all just based out of um all just based out of necessity Mm. and that is the secret language of the sawmills um and i i just love that it feels star wars like borderline sci-fi to me and i i've always enjoyed the idea of like creating secret languages mm-hmm. or like remember in high school <laughs> their senior year uh josiah and i and Chaz, who you've met on this podcast if you've listened here for a while uh we tried <laughs> we tried to learn morse code during, during oh i still want to yeah it would have been so cool we should have we should have kept at it yeah we tried to learn morse not for calculus. cheating not for cheating no so that we could just talk during class. <laughs> so equally Tap your pencil. annoying. And it's just like... 
playing with a fidget cube, by the way. I wonder how long it takes to learn Morse code. I don't know. I I wish we had stuck with it. Because I feel like that's something we could have kept going forever. Yeah. And we've been like, remember when we learned Morse code in high school and how much we've used that? But we would say all that in Morse code. Exactly. It would be like, hey, Josiah. Beep, 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 beep. (laughs) Oh, you use clicks, I use beeps. Anyway, um, that's languages. That's sign languages. Um, Mostly, I just wanted to talk about the secret of the sawmill. I love it. But also, in researching this, I discovered some other interesting languages uh, that are not sign languages, but are... Oh, I've got one that I hope you don't say, because I want to talk about it one day. Okay, do you want me to no, not no, no. discuss? I want you to go for it. Because I've got a couple, and I, I say feel em. like... Say them all. All right, well, you could still do it as a topic. No, 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 say them all. There's a whistling... That's the one. Ah! <laughs> There's actually multiple whistling languages. Really? And I watched a couple videos today, and they are crazy. Isn't it wild? It's like people are having... They'll, they'll take, they have to prove that it's a real language to uh-huh, people. Uh-huh. So the video I watched, there's a bunch of people sitting in a room, and then there's like the presenter who speaks the language, and then an interpreter. Or he whistles the language. Yeah. Yeah, I guess he does whistle. <laughs> He's not technically speaking. And then there's other people there that understand the language. Mm-hmm. So he'll whistle specific but detailed instructions to him, mm-hmm. like... Get the watch off of this shelf and go hand it to the man wearing the blue shirt. Or okay. Like okay. That specific, and the guy will just go do it. But it sounds. I have no idea how you even learn this. The whole thing sounds like, like yeah. actually R two D two. Yeah, and don't level. they like have something where they put you can put like your finger in your mouth and it makes another whistling noise? Something different like that. I remember seeing something like that. Yeah. But that one's like a sheep herding language, right? Uh, I don't know. I didn't look into like okay. the origins. Or that anything, one, but... I guess we're talking about it now. That <laughs> one was used to communicate over long distances. Oh, so yeah. you're not screaming at people. I did learn that. You're they whistling could pass to it the on... next hill. Yeah. I, I did learn that, that you could pass it on like miles away yeah. instead of yelling. And then that person could pass. It's like the beacons yeah. of Gondor in whistle yes. form. Yes. It's very, very, very cool. Uh, and there's multiple whistle languages, actually. Really? Which is pretty interesting. Uh, like multiple different cultures. Um, there's a clicking one. Mm-hmm. Or actually, Probably many, a couple. many yeah. clicking languages. That's very interesting. Um, oh, okay. Last one. The one that I found very, very cool and like almost otherworldly. Mm-hmm. Very creative. Um, it's apparently, as far as learning the rules... Or not the rules, but like learning the foundation of it. Mm-hmm. Very, very... It's the m- simplest language in the world. I okay. think there's like 11... I want to say it's like 11 consonants and vowels combined mm-hmm. is all that it has. Mm-hmm. But they you get the meaning of it by the tone. So it sounds like you're humming... So it'll be like, ah, really? It's like musical, kinda. Yeah, and I watched a whole video of this. I'm assuming like a mom or grandma um, with her kid just communicating really? to her. Vibe. And it sounds, it sounds like you're just humming. Is it kind of scary? And they're just like mindlessly singing, but the tone is where they get the meaning. So I don't know the specifics, but I would assume there's some pattern of like up to down type of thing sure. that provides so 
for that language, the actual consonants and vowels are not what define the language as mm. ours is. Like mm -hmm. where you use a J and you connect it with a U and an S and a T and that says just and just means like that's not how theirs works. Theirs is like you have a couple vowels or consonants to get the framework going. Mm -hmm. But then the actual meaning comes from like the tone and the change in tone. Where is this? No uh, idea. Hummed. I I think. Oh, I don't remember. I shouldn't guess. Okay. <laughs> if I were a, a guessing man, if I would were... say South America somewhere. Okay. You're not. But I'm not. It's definitely like are. a tribal. It's not like a popular. Okay. Language. It's a smaller tribe, and that's okay. how they. Isn't that very okay. interesting? That's very very interesting. I just think language is fun. I would. I still would love to learn sign language. I actually have a fun tool for you. Any listeners that are interested, that I have something called Pocket Sign. Pocket Sign. It's the Duolingo for sign language. Oh. Um, it's a horrible app. Like they could. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It works great. You have to. It costs and stuff. But there's a free daily lesson, and it teaches you. Oh, wow. What do you think that is? It's it like, just looks like a gif of a lady that's just kind of <laughs> helping you out. She's doing the sign. What is that? <laughs> Which one is focus? Oh, you like... Oh, you have to choose between this. the two. And then you choose, and there's like a couple signs a day. Oh, that makes sense, because it's like the horse blinds. Focus. I also love... Oh, if you do that to somebody. Focus. Focus. Look at me, focus. That's one thing I love about sign language obviously I don't know very much, so if you are like fluent in sign language, please don't be offended. <laughs> but I think it's cool that it seems like a lot of words are equated with things that would just logically make yeah. sense. Yeah. Like if you were to be like guess what the sign language for focus would be, that might very focus. well be something that you like Oh check this can out. Guess. Guess I'm just gonna do one. You have to guess what it is. Okay. Spaceship. Mm -hmm. Fly. Airplane. Airplane. I should have opened with um, airplane. Water, please. Boat. Boat? Boat. Boat. Like you're cupping oh. your hands? Oh. A boat. Oh, I see it. It's like a boat. Yep. Uh, and like I said, good cookie. This is a C. <laughs> cookie. Cookie. <laughs> and it's good. <laughs> cookie. <laughs> okay, last one. Last interesting language. I don't know what to name this topic. We're just going to call it... Well, we're just going to call it sign languages, and all these okay. added languages okay. are just like bonus points. Sure, 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 sure towards voting for me <laughs> uh, okay um last one and this was a language i didn't learn a lot about this but it was developed um in uh people that were victim to slave trade mm -hmm. um and so that whole culture is what developed it but it's a drum so you hit mm -hmm. you hit a drum the he head of a drum and you kind of have it tucked under your arm and then behind the drum is a series of like strings, all, like stretchy yeah, yeah, yeah. string, you squeeze it. moldable string type things. And when you squeeze it, it changes the tone of the yeah, drum. Yeah, so it goes, oh, oh. Yeah. And they developed a whole language really? around that drum. What is it called? No idea. I've tried Googling that drum before, and it's very difficult to Google. <laughs> The article wait, here, wait, let me wait, Google wait. it and see if it'll come up. That is crazy. But the article that I read, I, if I remember right, called it Dream. <laughs> dream. Called it Drum Speak. Drum Speak. I believe. I could be wrong. Um, okay, Drum Speak. That would make sense. 
I I knew it was like an instrument. I I've it's on um like Mario games sometimes. That's the first place I heard it. I was like, what in the world makes that noise? Yeah. I had no idea they made a language out of it. It's yeah, and I don't think it I don't think it's a complicated language. I think they're like signals to warn or like people are coming. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty simple. Kind of like a few words. Yeah. yeah. And it all came out of the slave trade, so it, it probably is a lot of it has yeah, to yeah. do with like freedom like and necessity. Nece- like yeah, whatever they staying need. safe yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Uh I do not think it's called Trump speak. Okay. Because uh I looked it up, and the top videos are like, how to talk to drummers. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're interested in specific ways to speak with drummers, um, I've got some Beats videos. Beats me, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, got some good video content for you, though. <laughs> all right, that's going to be the end. That's all I got. That's very cool. Sign language and the secrets of the sawmill and a few bonus points of other very fascinating languages. I love it. That's what I got. It's languages that were born of necessity. Yeah. And... Are very practical. And just fascinating. Very, very fascinating. Yep. That's very cool. Thank you for sharing. Uh, I want to learn I want to learn sign language. And yeah, that's it. Yeah, that'd be fun. Do, we should thing. develop our own sign language. <gasps> no, that that's, sounds exhausting. That's kind of anti-social okay, of us. I mean, if, if we're going to... a good one out there. If we're going to do this whole calendar thing... <laughs> like, we have too many ideas just from this one episode. That's true. We should... Pr- I mean, realistically, we should focus on the bronze calendar. The, the bronze, bronze calf. calf. Yeah. Okay. It just makes sense. Hold up. What if in the Bible, when it's talking about a bronze calf, what if we got it all wrong? It's just the calf of a person? Yeah. Moses gets down there. <laughs> and there's just one guy standing with his leg, it's like, kind painted. of flayed out a little bit. And he's just... He's like, flexing. Bronze. The first bodybuilder <laughs> uh, show. That's what it was. Okay. Maybe. Maybe I would understood. guess that we probably Sometimes. understood it the right. Yeah, you're time. probably right. You're probably right. So, so okay. burn. Um, so burn. <laughs> okay. Uh, Should we take an intermission? That was awesome. Yeah, intermission. Uh, quick thanks to the patrons, everyone who has been faithfully and generously mm-hmm. been supporting us on Patreon. We really, really, really are grateful to you. And, um, if anyone wants to, you still can. There's links below if you'd like to. But if not, that's great too. <laughs> and uh, we're going to record a little uh, nightclub after this. So if you're a patron, you oh, get a- access yeah. to exclusive. Caleb and I will be just clicking back and forth to each other for the entirety of that episode. And also whistling. Maybe. Uh, quick side note. Yeah. I hate to take us back to our topic. Go for it. I found that article I was watching. Yep. Um. It's called Talking Drum, not Drum Speak. Okay. Talking Drum. That was very close. Um, It's an hourglass-shaped drum that could copy the tone and accent of speech. Villages and kidnapped locals were able to communicate over distance and with each other secretly despite the marauding slave traders. Are you able to play? Do you have audio on that monitor? Uh, I wouldn't be able to play. It doesn't work. Because we're also recording. Oh, that makes sense. Anyway, uh, if you can... Look up that. Maybe we'll just link it. We'll link that. Yeah. It's a weird sound and drum. Yeah. It's very cool. Very funky. I love it. All right, Josiah. Back what to you it. got? Okay, my torn. I so if you remember last week, uh-huh. two weeks ago, two weeks ago, last episode, I said I'm going to talk a little bit more about my trip. Yep. Uh, if you're brand new, I just was traveling for about four and a half months with my wife, with what started as a honeymoon, and then at some point 
it's too long to be considered a honeymoon. So then you're just traveling <laughs> just was for life. Yeah. Um, so I just got back a couple of weeks ago. Uh, learned a lot. Did so many different awesome things. Nice, and, nice, nice. Uh, just want to share about it. So what I'm talking about today is 15 lessons from 15 countries. Whoa, that's fun. What's the title going to be? How are you going to, what are you going to call is it? Is that too long? 15 lessons for 15. 15 country lessons. 15 yeah. country country lessons. <laughs> Josiah's going to be teaching you how to sing country today. Okay, lesson number one, buy a big hat. <laughs> <laughs> that's not true. Lesson lesson one. Okay, so I'm kind of going. We went to 15 countries. Okay. I'm picking one lesson from each country. There's a lot more that I learned. But you had to narrow but it down. But you have to narrow it down. Exactly. Um, <laughs> it's learn me yeah. something, not learn me everything. Learn me 15 things at most. Yeah, it, that's what we're renaming this podcast. <laughs> Don't learn me too much. <laughs> uh, okay, first one. Okay, well, let me go back. If you don't know, we had this idea. I like to say things got planning got out of hand, and then we ended up circumnavigating the globe traveling, almost traveling twice. The whole world. So we tried to circumnavigate the globe, and then failed because we uh, decided to do another trip, <laughs> which basically we went uh, across the Pacific, but the long way. Gotcha. So think about it like that. Yep. So our first country, France. France. Which we really only were there for like, I don't know, 10 hours. Okay. Enough to get out of the airport and experience it a little. Look at something, get back in there. So our plan was to go to the Louvre, mm-hmm. famous big museum there, mm-hmm. just maybe Eiffel Tower. Mm-hmm. We get there, um, all hyped up, excited, just coming off a long a long flight, yep. an overnighter, and we get out, and it's just ick. Rain, gray. Uh, classic France. I know. Probably. I don't know. I've never <laughs> And so we get to the Louvre, and we're like, okay, we just need to get inside. Mm-hmm. It's it's cold and rainy here. And we'd stashed our luggage, and then uh, there was a line of about 150 people. No way. And so we we thought, let's not do this. Let's go to a little cafe. So we, we oh, got sure. a little coffee and a little pastry, little mm. croissant. A croissant. And just sat there and watched people run around in the rain trying to get out of the rain, which <laughs> kind of is a fun people watching yeah, experience. Yeah, sounds interesting. Um, and so that was our, our first out of the U.S. experience on this trip. Yeah. The lesson I learned in France is... And which was a often repeated saying throughout the rest of the trip, and it has to, it goes along with the hand claps. Things don't always go the way you want, and that's okay. Or <laughs> has to be the hand claps. <laughs> it for emphasis. Or another version is, things don't always go the way you want, and you have to be okay with that. And you got to pivot. Exactly. So that was a good foundation to the trip. You know, Let, this yeah. doesn't work. What are we doing now? What we got? There's there's things to be done still. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, next, Morocco. Okay. Oh, that this is where you went Talk, Sahara to the desert. Yes, went to the desert. That's when I we did the dunes episode. You spoke of the dunes. Spoke of the dunes. Yep. The singing dunes. Traveling dunes. Traveling dunes. <laughs> dunes do a lot. Dunes do. Um. So. <laughs> 
the lesson I learned in Morocco <laughs> is that Pringles and Snickers are everywhere. Okay. <laughs> Do you know how many places in this world you can find Pringles and Snickers? Seems like everywhere. Every single place. Middle of the Sahara Desert. Pringles. There's like a little a little rest stop. Pringles. Snickers. I'm not wow. kidding. Every single place we went, almost without fail, like a convenience store huh. has Pringles. Good for or them. Or Snickers. They've really, they've gone worldwide. Isn't that for crazy? Because sure. you know, like Nike, McDonald's, Coke, like those are worldwide brands. But Pringles, Pringles wouldn't wouldn't. I don't know. It. They're everywhere. Also, um, if you had to name a fast food place. Like a couple fast food places that you think are everywhere in the world, what would you name? Uh, McDonald's. McDonald's, yep. That's one. Um, I don't know. I feel like there's Subways a lot. There are a good amount. But not... I feel like not crazy necessarily, at least in places we were. Taco Bell? Uh, I don't know about that. I'm not doing good at the this. The one that blew my <laughs> mind, I kind of asked because I... Figured you would not say Kentucky Fried Chicken. Oh yeah, it is everywhere. <laughs> what? Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. I went to a Kentucky Fried Chicken in uh, Thailand, and it was like rice and chicken, and really spicy and really not very tasty. <laughs> Actually, very <laughs> bad. But uh, I, it, it was mind blowing. Still is to me to this day. <laughs> how how many KFCs there are? Yeah. Uh, also, fun. I don't know if I've said this on this podcast before, but. I think a fun part of traveling is eating the the food there. Obviously, you have to. Obviously, but it's. I think it's also really interesting to go to those fast food chains because they have their variations of of foods. Ooh. Like in like you'll get like a squid ink burger at a McDonald's in yeah, somewhere in Asia, or I there's yeah. everywhere has different places. So I think it's a little bit frowned upon. Like oh, I'm a tr- I'm a, I'm not a tourist. I'm a traveler. I don't I want to ever go. <laughs> Go eat at a fast food place. But I think every once in a while, it's interesting. Just bop in there. Yeah, see how you it's learn, different. learn about the culture. Anyway, Pringles and Snickers are everywhere. And KFC. <laughs> okay. Pringles, Snickers, KFC. The big three. <laughs> <laughs> the big three. If you're going to travel, don't worry about bringing those. Yeah, don't bring your Pringles. You'll, you'll, find, you'll them. find them. They'll uh, find you. Oh, oh Mr. Pringle. Mr. Pringle will find He's you. behind you. <laughs> Third lesson. Yep. Italy. Italy. I'm realizing a lot of these are food related. <laughs> but that's it's okay. okay. Stay but strong. that's okay. Stay confident. So Italy. Let quality ingredients speak for themselves. Mm. Um, mm, mm, mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. So the, apparently in Italy, they don't use a ton of ingre- ingredients. They use like maybe 10 items max. Okay. Uh, maybe it's just, <laughs> maybe it was on the food tour we were on. The lady just went to places that were cheap just and didn't <laughs> went to places that were cheap and didn't have uh, many ingredients. <laughs> so she's like, "That's just how they do it here. This is just how it is. You nope. can't afford more. <laughs> you get three ingredients in this dish." Uh, anyway, I thought that was really interesting. Like, some people do it differently, and it's not necessarily the right way. But yeah. if you're gonna make something. Go for the the good ingredients. They'll have the good flavor. Bada bing, bada boom. Good to know. It's about all I got to say for Don't Italy. Don't settle for craft. Actually, well, craft is a good ingredient. Craft mac and cheese. Everything, yeah, everything they do, good. <laughs> I take my words back. 
Okay. If you're in Italy, you agree. We all agree. Yeah. Every, if you're in this world, you agree. I don't know. I, craft is just so good. Like people that don't there's, like it. There's why just, there's issues. Okay, we have issues. They have issues. <laughs> We've all got issues. Like, comment, subscribe, and, and <laughs> let us know. And your tell thoughts. us your issues. <laughs> what are your issues? <laughs> comment below. <laughs> uh, Jordan, next one. No matter where you go, you can find awesome people. This is a little bit more wholesome. Aww. Like just little. Mm. Middle of the road. I have two lessons actually. Middle, uh, <laughs> middle of the country, out nowhere. Yep, yep, yep. Just we met. There's a lot of people helping us out, um, being kind. You know, even though you're American tourists. Yeah, I mean, Jordan is not necessarily like a scary place or anything. Yeah. But it's it was a lot different for me. I didn't know much about it, and uh, that was kind of the first place I was like, oh. Like, that's a person. Because for me, there's this weird thing that happens <laughs> that it, I, something doesn't click until I experience it or see it. So, like, yeah. see, going somewhere, I'm like, oh, other places exist. Oh, this is here. Yeah. <laughs> and so that was the first place that I was like, oh, you can go anywhere in the world and find, yeah. like, make friends or whatever. Yeah. Even that if is you're. wholesome. Yeah. Um,. <laughs> Israel, the lesson I learned, be careful who you trust. Oh, <laughs> we're reversing This it. is called a caveat. This is called two lessons that need to go back to back along with each other. There are good people everywhere, but be careful who you trust. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. You hit me with the reasoning. So here's the story. We're in Bethlehem, right? Yeah. Which... As you should be. As everyone knows, Israel is the most peaceful, harmonious country on the planet. Everyone loves it. Everyone is in agreement about who gets to own it. There's zero discord. Like, talk about harmony. Yeah. If you're in the Netherlands, you're wishing you were in <laughs> Israel because of how peaceful it is. Anyway, that's not the case. There's lots of conflict, and there has been since it has existed. Anyway, we went to i guess that's not that doesn't really have to do with this story but <laughs> anyway we we went so as we went on a tour you know saw the sites in israel yeah it was really really cool mm-hmm. uh, helped me understand the bible a lot better nice. and just and now reading through it i have a visual you, you know picture. yeah like everyone says yeah it helps helps me understand it better yeah um but they take you to like here's a souvenir shop Everything's on a bus. They just tell you where to go. Love it. Is the way we did it. And they say, okay, we're stopping at a souvenir shop. You can buy stuff here. We're in Bethlehem. You can buy a nativity scene. It's perfect. Perfect. We go in. The perfect situation. The perfect souvenir. (laughs) So we're looking around. And they're like, yeah, I think think we're good. We're going to buy like something little, but... Uh, and then we kind of just sat outside and just were hanging around. And there's some guys outside of the the big shop. Oh, no. It's a pretty massive shop. Oh, no. And they're selling stuff, too. Don't trust them. And I was like, guys, come on. I just was in here. I'm not going to buy your thing. I was just There's, like, <laughs> more options in here. And so then I'm just sitting there waiting. And then it's time for our group to go get lunch. Okay. Now, Abby and I... We found out are different from a lot of the, <laughs> the people on this tour group because they had 
the means to spend. Oh, they were buying. White. Yes, they were. They were interested in buying things. Yeah. So we went. They took us to. We're gonna go eat some falafel over here. Of course. Or falafel and shawarma, but then we we looked around. We're we're travel savvy enough by this point. You know, compare prices. Yeah. We don't have to eat here. And we said, hey, we're just gonna go maybe find another place. Yeah. And this guy, one of the guys who was out there selling stuff, uh-huh. selling this little chinkity little necklace. That uh, I was just chatting with him. He's he's from the area. He lives there. He's been selling stuff on the street his entire life. He's probably about my age, maybe a little older. Okay. And he's like, no, don't go to that restaurant. That's nasty. That's gross. It's really expensive. I can get you one for way cheaper that tastes way better. Oh no. Don't trust him. And I was I was like, did you trust him? I was like, why not? Uh, classic tomfoolery. I know. So here's what we did. He's like, I, this is not great on my end, but it's part of my lesson. I gave him 10 bucks. I was like, okay. Go go make it happen. I was like, you get us something good, and then if you want to buy something too, you can. And so we, I gave him, and then I think Abby comes out, and I was like, I just gave that guy $10, and he's going to go buy us lunch. And so we just went. And just sat in front of that souvenir shop while everybody else was at the other restaurant eating. Yep. And a couple minutes later, sure enough, he comes back with two bags and like some water bottles. Uh-huh. And he comes back with most of the cash he gives me. But I think I think he spent less than five dollars. Oh. This other place that they were taking all of us tourists to was twelve dollars per sandwich. Oh. We no. got two sandwiches and two waters for less than five bucks. So you saved. Yeah, so you save twenty so bucks. We're, so we're like, okay, who is this guy? Why is he helping us out? <laughs> and he said, yeah, they'll just they'll charge you. You don't know anything. They'll charge you way more than than is, uh, you know, it's a, a classic touristy thing. Classic. If you look like a tourist, they'll they'll charge you more. You can't do anything about it. Yep. And we. So we're like, okay, great. And then we just were like, do you do you want something? You can go get something. He's like, no, I'm fine. And we started chatting with him, and he he was like, he's like, these tour groups, they they all stop here at this shop. Uh-huh. This guy owns. He pointed to like two or three other souvenir shops. He owns these ones as well. Uh-huh. He makes so much money. And then they're like, a guy walked out, and he kind of got quiet. And then the guy walked away, and he's like, that's one of the sons. And he's like, this is his car right here. <gasps> Really nice car. What? <laughs> and he's like, I, it just was so interesting because I was like, oh yeah, we're we're supporting these local artisans. Oh, but the whole thing was just the a whole rich... thing was kind of turned turned on its head for me. Like, oh, maybe these guys are doing okay without my help. Yeah, and maybe it's okay. The guys that are selling stuff on the street. Maybe it's okay. Maybe those are people too. Yeah, and <laughs> maybe they're actually selling local stuff. I, I mean, it's the same thing. They're selling the same thing. Yeah, and we're like, can we pay you back? Because he saved us so much money on lunch. Yeah, we're like, can we pay you for that? And he's like, no, 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 no. So we bought a little necklace from him, and just had like such a great conversation with him. Oh, um, great people everywhere. I know, but be careful who you trust. Exactly. Yep. I'm learning. So it was a see how it was a twist there. It's a, there's a back and forth. It was a twist. Exactly. Anyway, uh, that was a big lesson for me. In like, I don't know. Now then, all the tourist places we went afterwards, like, oh, these people are. I'm all making a cut. 
So yeah. if I if I'm the tour guide and I bring somebody to my friend's shop who sells souvenirs, you're making yeah every dollar that my tourists spend, I'll get a cut of that. Mm. So tourist land, not necessarily a bad thing, but no, know about it. <laughs> That's a little a travel tip for you. A little travel tip. Um, Love it. Moving right along, Turkey. Yeah. What I learned is a scalding hot beverage is wonderful for a relationship. Oh. Another wholesome one. Because you have to sit there and wait. Because at the end of the meal, they give scalding hot black tea. You uh-huh. can't drink it right, right away. You got to sit, chill, oh, chat. Force you to hang out and chit yeah, chat for a bit. Yeah, it's really, really fun. Nice. Um, So that's kind of, I don't know, that was like a, another light bulb moment for me. Like, <laughs> oh. It's just so fun. You can just sit here. Just hang out. And just wait for the tea. You don't have to drink it all immediately. Yeah. As I normally do. You're just like, just chug ow. it. Oh, ow, ow, ow. ow. Okay, oh, ow. <laughs> and then they just keep bringing it to you. Because you're just like, I'm just here all night. I'm in a constant state of pain. <laughs> but it's okay. Because <laughs> I'm enjoying, enjoying myself. Uh, India. Yeah. Big lesson I learned. Huge. Instantly. Spicy in. Say it with me. Spicy, spicy out. out. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you don't have to elaborate. <laughs> I don't have to, but let's just say I learned that one quick. <laughs> when it was spicy in, I thought, I think I know what's coming next. <laughs> and also, I it was so close to missing a train, but we're fine. We made it. You're here. You're here We're now. here. It's safe. It's safe. Um, it was horrible. <laughs> Second worst, worst poop of my life. I can, tell, oh. I can tell you for a fact. We're getting real today. If you, uh, if you want to know the story of my the worst poop of my life, you have to ask me in person. <laughs> it's not just that's information not you give out willy-nilly. No, that's not something... Be careful who you trust. Be careful who you trust. There's, there's ears all over the internet. <laughs> um, but if, you, if you're curious, ask me that story and I'll tell you. Uh, that's so funny. <laughs> um... Okay, we'll we'll kind of go through some of these uh, <laughs> rapid fire style. Uh, Thailand. Oh man, I learned so much in Thailand. Uh, we're gonna go. We're gonna go a wholesome one, okay. wholesome route. Hit me. Whatever your gifting is, you can use it to love and serve others. Mm. Because um, I was talking to this one lady who's working with uh, this entire country is kind of known for the prostitution Mm. and the sex work that goes on there and the tourism is there because of that. And so there's a lot, what they call them bar girls. Yeah. I met this woman who was with a ministry working with bar girls Mm -hmm. and trying to get them out of that and find other means of work that are stable and can provide for their kids and themselves or whatever. Yeah. And it hit me. I was like, they, they have a cafe that they run. And it hit me. If you can make a really, really good apple pie, <laughs> you can use that. You can teach somebody how to do that yeah. as a means of helping. The, this is like just a very, very, very specific uh, <laughs> example. But it, yeah. it's, it's the thing that changed my mind on it. Like, oh, if you're a pie person, you can use that. Huh. You can use that. If you're, if you're, if a, you're Christian, a pie guy. Then you can use it to serve God. <laughs> if you're not a Christian, you're still listening. That's great. You can use that to serve other people. Yeah. I mean, either way, either way you serve people, but huh. um, 
be the, the motivation is different. Is. But you can use whatever you're good at. Uh, you can use for other people. That's very to build other people up. Um, the moral of the story: be a pie be a pie guy. person. But if you're not, that's right. What are you? If you're not a pie guy, <laughs> who are you? What are you even? Um, Philippines: a little washcloth or towel can be great as an everyday carry. Okay. This was something I thought was so hilarious <laughs> that um, that I saw only in the Philippines. It seems like everybody has a little washcloth. Like, yeah, just a washcloth size. I saw when it was raining, everybody put it on top of their head. <laughs> just draped it on top of their head like a little hat. Get the cloth. And then I saw in public transportation, I saw a guy like wipe his sweat off with it and then throw it back in his... What? Uh, I, like every, <laughs> I, I don't know if it's a Filipino thing. If there's somebody that's uh, Filipino out there that's listening and they know about this, I have some questions. <laughs> what a version. But I was, yeah, I was like, I've never seen so many people carry just a little washcloth yeah. that they use for everything. Huh. Um, yeah, you like wipe down your little seat if it rains. It does rain a lot there, I guess. Oh. Maybe it's all water based. That's what it is. Uh, anyway, I just, it was, it was so funny to me. I didn't see a single hood. It was raining, and Abby and I were wearing raincoats. Yeah. Zero hoods. There's like a couple of some umbrellas, but a lot of washcloths just Everyone's like, Who sitting needs on top of people's heads. We have our versatile. <laughs> yeah. That's so Why did you bring an umbrella? I got my washcloth. Yeah. That umbrella is too big. <laughs> bring Take a washcloth with you. I love that so much. <laughs> I still think about it. Uh, yeah, so that's my lesson. I probably won't listen to that lesson. Um, but, but you it know, is one. I learned it. Yeah. Korea, sometimes you get what you pay for. Oh, no. In a good way. In a, Oh, yeah. This is the place where I learned sometimes maybe <laughs> if you spend a little more on food, it's worth it'll it. taste better. What? <laughs> I don't buy it. Because this entire trip, we were like just trying to survive. Save money. Pay as little, little as possible. And then we went to Korea. Things cost a little more. We paid a little more for some good food. Oh, man. Worth it. Every single won. Mm. I think that's what it's called. Every single won. <laughs> Korean won? Or is it a yen? No, that's Japanese. You're speaking it's to a someone won. who did not travel the world okay. recently. Okay, okay. That was more to myself, I guess. <laughs> I'm going to call it a wand. I'm pretty sure it's a wand. Okay. Um, it works for the pun, so. Sure. Every single one. Every single one. That's the pun. I didn't even catch that. <laughs> I would have flew right past that. Yeah, I always catch them. Um, okay. Two quick ones. Singapore. Efficiency, efficiency can be a work of art. That mm. city. Do you know about that city? Uh, no. Okay. I'm going to talk more about it in another topic okay. oh oh interesting stuff there um it's just it's very very small yeah the entire country is a city uh everything's built it's very very clean chewing gum is banned there Ugh, love like that. you can't spit on the sidewalk that's banned also man everything so just... is very clean orderly well thought out nice very I'll talk cute. more about that at some point in the future, though. Please do. I insist. Uh, England, don't go to England for the food. England, don't go to England. <laughs> that's what you're gonna say. Don't go to England for the food. Not good. No. Okay. They're just. We'll just. Pl- <laughs> just not good. 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> Poland. This is we went uh, mostly just to go visit Auschwitz. Yep. Which is really interesting. Really, really good to see. Pretty hard to see in person, but really important, I think. Yeah. At least for me. And so what I learned there is the world is more evil and beautiful than I ever thought. There's mm. so much beauty, but also so much evil. Huh. The world is so big, but also so small. Uh, that's what I learned. Okay. Uh, Sweden. This is a huge lesson I learned. Um, and I think this is practical for everybody listening to. Listen in, people. If you walk, yeah. Like, lean forward. Lean, yeah. Turn your volume up. Park your car. Park your car. <laughs> Sit. Close your eyes. Turn your hazards on. Actually, it, don't. You need to focus. If you walk in on somebody using the bathroom and they didn't lock the door, don't say sorry. That's their fault. Oh. You know what I'm talking about? I do. When you walk in, you're like, sorry. Don't. It's their fault. That's their fault. They should have locked the door. You should have locked the door. And so the, the way you... that I... The, here's the reason <laughs> I learned this. I was going to say, which side, <laughs> which side of the equation were you on here? I had to go to the bathroom so bad. Yeah. But we were like trying to catch a train um, with my in-laws. And I was like, I don't want to slow us all down. We're on somewhat of a tight schedule. I can hold it. Okay. I'm a big boy. I can hold it. Brave. You're so brave. We get on the train. I'm like, I just, there's probably one on the train. We get on. I'm like, okay. Everybody sits down. I'm like, I'm going to go find the bathroom. Just hunt. You go and hunt it. I go one direction, hit the end of the train. No bathroom. No. And then I go the other direction, pass them again. I'm like, okay. I'm looking for a bathroom <laughs> on the journey. Yeah. And I'm like doing the little dance thing, you know? Like, uh, yeah. Legs together. So oh, like, yeah. I'm about to go. Things are getting bad. And I, <laughs> I, fi- I see it. There's the bathroom. It's in the middle of the train. Shining, beautiful. And it has a green man on it. Uh-huh. I'm like, that means Available. I can go in. That, that means, means get in there. Get in, Get right on in here. Pee as much as you want. Yeah. And so it's just, it's a huge door, probably <laughs> five feet wide. Yeah. Floor to ceiling. And it's a slider, but it's just an empty white door. Okay. And right next to it, it says, uh, open. It's just like a button. So Perfect. I press it. Bzzz, opens up. There's a dude in there standing. He's he's just standing and going to the bathroom. Okay. Uh, number one, not number two. Okay. That Good. would be something. That would be imagine, something right Imagine there. you walk in, there's a guy standing, doing, standing on the seat, pooping. <laughs> anyway, he's not doing that. He's facing the wall. And I was like, oh, sorry, sorry. And then I... There's no handles on this thing. It opened the entire way. There's no way. You're just no way to close and it. And so I'm staring at this guy, and he's still going to the bathroom, except I heard, this is what I heard when I opened it. Like, he <laughs> he turned and looked at me. <laughs> like, he's he's like, I got to do something. But I mean, I'm in, the, I'm in the middle of peeing. I can't do much. And then I was like, oh, sorry, sorry. And I look for the handle. There's no handle. I, the, the button is not working. So I reach in, and there's a button. And I, I hit it, and then it starts to close. And I, But I hit it too many times, and then it opens again. <laughs> and he's just still peeing right there. And somebody probably walks behind me. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Oh, no, no, no. And I hit it again, and then it goes all the way closed again. Like, that is the worst thing I've ever experienced in my life. <laughs> Devastating. And so then I, I just keep walking. I'm like, maybe there's another one. I turn around, I'm like, and then I see him 
leaving. I'm like, okay, he's gone. We're good. I see. I see. There's nobody in there. I yep. didn't have to open it. It was still open. I walk in. There's a little bit of pee on the seat <laughs> where he turns. <laughs> I was like, okay, guy, at least clean it up. Come on, fella. And then I walk back to the seat. I'm like, I gotta tell Abby the story. He's sitting right in front of me. No, he's not. Sitting right in front of me. And so you can't tell the story then. I it was like this quiet. I was just telling the story like this quiet. Hey, uh, Abby, Abby, Chuck, guess what? This guy right in front of me. There's a guy. He's ten feet. I just watched him pee for like ten seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Tried not to. I, just I didn't want to, but I did. I, I did not want it to happen. I did. Trust me. Uh, and then it was like another hour train ride. He was right in front of me. I don't know if he recognized me. Oh, I I, we got out at the airport. Kid you not, for the next two hours, he was within probably <laughs> a minute walk from me at all times. Just how uh, things happen. Just yeah, you know that's how things work out. And then I was thinking about it. I was like, that wasn't my fault. No, because when I was in there, I saw there's a lock button. I pressed it, turned red. Not your fault. And so what I. What I have decided from now on, if that happens, I'm not going to go, oops, sorry. I'm just going to say, oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. What What do you say? Oh, oh, you just say, uh, that's your fault. <laughs> and then close it. Oops, it's your fault. <laughs> <laughs> and then reach in and lock it for him. And then <laughs> Allow me to show you how to do this. Oh, it's a teaching time with Josiah. Exactly. So that's a big lesson I learned. What, what, what country was that? That was Sweden. Okay. Uh, final question. Anything is possible if you put your mind to it. Mm. So the story of this is, there's this app. Do we tell you about this? It's called Too Good To Go. No. Thank you. Also, what country is this? This is in Norway. Okay. Forgive me. I, you're forgiven. Thank you. This is in Norway. <laughs> Norway's expensive. We're trying to survive. We're there for a couple of days, trying yep. to eat, eat food. We hear about this app from my sister-in-law. She says, you can get, uh, at the end of the day... These grocery stores and cafes and restaurants uh-huh. will sell their the stuff that didn't sell that's like about to go go bad, but it's still good. Uh huh. Uh huh. They'll sell it for really cheap through this app. Uh-huh. So we're like, yes, let's do it. We find one Perfect. at a at a little convenience store. It's three fifty a person or three fifty a bag. Mm-hmm. Like, let's get two. Yep. There's two of us. Yep. That seems plenty. We have no idea what we're getting into. <laughs> we walk. I think it took about a half hour to get there. We we get there. He pulls out two huge oh, paper bags. You did not understand. And we thought we have miscalculated. Yeah, the amount grossly miscalculated what we're about to partake in. <laughs> and so so we grab it and start looking through. It's just bread. Just straight Pure bread. Straight up bread. It's straight up bread. We get back the half hour walk back to the. Place we were staying, we dump it all out and count it. Thirty pieces of bread. We're eating bread for dinner. <laughs> we're eating thirty pieces of bread for so dinner. Some of it was like some of it. There's a couple sandwiches. Some of it was like uh, sweet pastries. Some of it was just pure bread. Pure bread, which means different things. It does. Instances. A lot of things we're saying today. Pure bread could mean the context a lot of is key. Exactly. That's what I learned in America. Horses. Some of them are purebred. Uh, Norway. The, sometimes you the get a sack contents of, pure of bread. the bag. Pure bread. Pure bread. <laughs> uh, in the next two days, we proceeded to eat thirty pieces of bread. Holy! Cow. I have a photo. I need to show Nutritionally, you. Nutritionally, that is not the ideal thing to do. But tastily, 
I loved it. Not bad. <laughs> big, big bread guy. Big bread guy over here. Uh, oh, yes. This is so good. Uh, here it is. Oh wow! Thirty individual. At least there are different types. Of yeah, yeah. Bread. We had it's... some. We had some flavor. We we bought some stuff to put in it. Nice. I just was so proud of both of us. Happy we've eaten thirty pieces of bread in two days. <laughs> what can't we do? What can't we do? <laughs> We're unstoppable. If we could eat this much bread in two days, think of how much we could eat in a year. <laughs> <laughs> then we bought ten more bags. <laughs> Uh, oh, also, fun little travel hack. Yep. Too good to go. We did a couple more times. One time we got dead tulips, oh. which were not as practical. No. One time we got a block of marzipan. Okay. I don't know what that is. Some kind of spread. We had zero of that. <laughs> I was going to um, say, it doesn't <laughs> seem like... So, you know, it's a gamble. Mm, let's eat some marzipan, <laughs> whatever that is. <laughs> I don't know. Uh yeah, but those are some of the lessons I learned. I learned a lot more. Uh, some, some wholesome. Some no, silly. all wholesome. All wholesome. Some silly. Some silly. And Wholesomely some silly. Important. Some vital. Some not important. Some anyway. Purebred. Fifteen countries. Fifteen countries. Fifteen lessons. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. Is there one that stood out to you? Purebred. Purebred. Pure bread stood out. If you can't, if you can't, <laughs> uh, spicy in, spicy out. That is a really important one. Yeah, I, I'll remember that. That's for sure. Um, those are the two. You hadn't heard that before. No. Oh. I also but don't eat know spicy it. foods a lot. You know it intuitively, though. Oh, I know it in my heart. Okay. I think it's a part of the. It's we a part all of the deal. know it. We all learn it. Except, uh. The challenge where I had to eat the spicy buffalo really? wild wings? Nothing. Fine. Yep, totally fine. Okay. But it's because I think I was fully prepared. I had lots of milk to offset. Yeah. Uh, Pepto-Bismo. Just like help out on the way down, I okay. think. And it was fine. Okay. The round two was fine also. Yeah. Okay. Ghost pepper in, ghost pepper out. Totally fine. different experience. Really? Yep. Okay, well... Uh, that was more of a private lesson, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Something for me. Something specific for you. <laughs> for me, maybe maybe nobody needs <laughs> to pay attention to that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Fifteen lessons. There that you go. Fun. Yeah. That's a fun little a, twist a little on the topic. Snapshot. Yeah. Normally, it's uh, things you learn about history, science. Uh, fun story. Stories. Uh, maths psychology video games um, uh, sports mm-hmm. today life lessons life lessons 15 life lessons that's a lot and language <laughs> and also sign language <laughs> as far as random random episodes go okay so why you should vote for me is because i taught you 15 things caleb taught you one why you should vote for me is i gave you one full topic and bonus points via other fun languages. <laughs> I really did like your topic. It was very interesting. I, I will just I, let me be the first to say I really liked your topic. Thank you. Let me be the first to say about your topic that it was so good. Let me be the first to say agreed. 
and that's why people should vote for me. Because okay. we both thought my topic was amazing. <laughs> um, here's a quick question. Hit me. A quick query. Yep. Do you know who invented ASL? Like, who were the people that sat down and came up with it? Uh, no. It's thought to have come from the France version way back in oh, the day. Oh, okay. But that's as far as I know about the actual okay. history. And then they just Englishified it? They Englishified it. Okay. You get it. I do. Standard Englishifying. <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> Lesson 16. <laughs> Everything gets English. <laughs> no, 16 was... Oh, I forgot. Oh, anyway. God. Hope you guys were writing stuff down. Yeah, I, I certainly wasn't. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think I'm going to go home after this um, and shave my legs a little more <laughs> at some point. You just had so much fun the I'm, first time. I'm about to go to the land of the shorts. The land of the sh- and you I, need to be perfectly buttery smooth. I need to be <laughs> shiny. Purebred. <laughs> Purebred, shiny, smooth legs <laughs> before I get there. Otherwise, can you imagine having hairy legs? That's disgusting. They would laugh me out of the state. Arizona would say, get get out. Get them out. There's a warrant out for your arrest, <laughs> sir. <laughs> you have 12 hours to leave the state. All right, so... If you've not listened before, or if you have, but you forgot how this whole podcast works, here's the refresher. We give our topics. Check. Just did it. Now, it's your turn. So, two options. You can either scroll to the bottom of the podcast page you're listening on. In the show notes, there's going to be a link. It says bunch of letters and numbers. Random. That's called a link. You click. click. Yeah, click how, do you, it. how does one click, Caleb? Uh, you're going to use your left finger if you're a more traditional mouse user. Um, or if you're finger. on your phone, you're going to do a simple tapping maneuver okay. upon the link itself. Okay. That's going to take you to something called straw poll. That's where you'll vote for the winner. Or the more fun version is to follow us on our social media at Learn Podcast, mostly Instagram, at Learn Podcast. Mm-hmm. We'll, have the, uh, we'll have the link there too. But oh. before you forget, before you forget, go vote. Let's just do it right now. While we're wrapping up, just do it. Yep. Thank you for listening. Thank you for voting. And why don't you tell them what the punishment Let's is? Let's do it. It's a silly one. I love this one. We we, we <laughs> brainstormed this one for about 20 minutes. Uh, let me pull it up. We This is uh, one of the rare punishments where we took some notes. We had to write it down because it's complicated. Uh, this one <laughs> is called the podcaster's morning routine exactly the loser has to complete this for one week one week and video it you know how there's like uh morning routine videos like get ready with me i'm yeah this is my morning routine exactly get up at 3 a.m the whole yeah the whole premise of this punishment is just kind of making fun of the like tiktok influencers that are doing this uh, but we're actually going to do also, it. And also, it's probably going to be very helpful. <laughs> it's probably going to be good for also us. Also fairly healthy. <laughs> so it's it's a win-win. We're, we're uh, leveraging this podcast as a way to help us get healthy. <laughs> so here, should, should we wait? Or should I just run through the list of Ooh, the things you have to complete? Great or, or do you have to tune in later to find out? Uh, <laughs> we are going to be posting the get ready with me. Yeah. So let's you'll be say, able to know. Let's just say it starts very early. And if I lose, no, when Caleb loses, no. he's not going to love it. So, yeah. Because I know how much he hates being tickled. <laughs> Wait, what? That's I just added hard. some stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah. So those are the, 
the couple hints we'll give you is that it starts very early. Starts with a P. And it includes <laughs> it includes a lot of the very stereotypical get ready with me morning routine TikTok YouTube influencer activities. Uh, quite a few of them <laughs> actually. <the stereotypes laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it should be it should be pretty interesting. It'll be good. I secretly, if I lose, I'm like. This is, seems like a fun challenge. <laughs> I, w- I wonder if my life will be better. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'll just do this anyway. Yeah. The huge punishment is uh, having to wake up early. And then sunny uh, for a week. Yeah. And a couple things in there are going to be less than pleasant, I, sure. in my opinion. Speak for yourself. Yeah. And we both Baby. work for ourselves. Hey, back off, guy. We both work for ourselves. Uh, and don't really have like a set schedule. So to get on an official yeah. schedule at something. all is going to be different. Yeah, change of pace. Uh huh. I usually get up when I get up. Amen, brother. Amen, brethren. <laughs> so that's going to be that. Um, what else? I got nothing else. Oh, real quick reminder: Thousand Push Up Club. It's oh, something yeah. we started a long time ago that we haven't talked about in a bit. Uh, if you do a thousand push ups within a week's time frame, and let us know. Yep. We will send you an e-certificate. There are... How many members of the club are there? A lot, honestly. I, I think there's close to 10. Yeah. A lot of people have done it. Yeah. It's very fun. We'll uh, we'll uh, we'll figure out the number, and we can try to hit double digits. But oh. we need people willing to do the 1,000 push-ups. We need people like you? Yep. Not you. I'm I've looking at you, but I'm saying you as in whoever's listening to my listening. voice, and it's not you. <laughs> Yeah, been there, done that. Okay. But these people haven't, and they need to be there and do that. If you can, you can do it on your knees, you can do it on your feet. Uh, I mean, uh, oh, I see what you know, you know what I mean. Leaned against the wall. Like standing up. Standing. No, you I'm just, just kidding. Move your arms. No, you can do a push up, <laughs> uh, like a traditional push up, or a push up on your knees and hands. Mm. Mm. Hands and knees. Or if you're really, really strong and you want to do with some with your feet elevated to make it harder. Oh, you could do that too. Or handstand push ups. Yeah. Honestly, possibilities are endless. Uh, head, shoulders. And knees. Push-ups. You could do that too. Exactly. You could do knees and toes push-ups. <laughs> Shoulders, knees and toes push-ups. <laughs> or head and toes push-ups. Yeah, exactly. Head and shoulders push-ups. Possibilities are... Think endless. if you can do it and it's a push-up, do a thousand, let us know. We'll give you an e-certificate. Yeah. And it'll be glorious. Okay. And it's a fun certificate, That's I it. think. Yeah. It's very fun. Yep. All right. Let's end this bad boy. Enjoy. Uh, step over to the nightclub. Give us a listen if you want. If you don't want to, that's Okay. Thanks for listening. I don't know. That Larry, you know what to do. Larry, thanks, Larry.